0: The Small Queendom Podcast, Episode 19. Welcome back to the Small Queendom Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Graham. And over here on the Small Queendom Podcast, we are about helping you move from surviving to thriving so you can create that inspiring queendom in your daily life. This is about moving the needle, folks. We don't need any kind of huge transformation. We just need to move the needle. If we move the needle 1% in in an area consistently over time, that's going to create massive change and shifts in your life. And so I hope that through conversation and honest talk and inspiration and talking about new things so you can move the needle in your life. Listen, I value your time so much. One of my love languages is quality time. I also move in gifts quite a bit. And so the time that you spend with me, whether you are taking a walk, on your commute, doing your dishes, folding your laundry, whatever you're doing when you listen to this podcast, I really appreciate it. I appreciate that time that you're spending. And I want to also appreciate everyone who's already left a review over on iTunes. I want to read the review of the week. And this one is by Rachel Lester. She says, better and better. Each episode I listen to, I think, oh, this is my favorite one. And then I hear the next and think, no, no, this is my favorite. Leah speaks elegantly while still being relatable. Her topics are on point for me. 32-year-old mom of two. Highly recommend. Thank you, Rachel, so much. If you have not left a rating and review over on iTunes, it helps me so incredibly much over in the podcasting world. So if you would do that, that would mean the world to me. And while you are listening, take a screenshot, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me at SmallQueendom, and I will give you a reshare. All right, you all. This podcast is pretty personal, and this particular episode is going to get into some... kind of deeper things from my story, but I think it's important for a few reasons. I think it's so important that we start to share our stories. One, because I think that we would find that we are more similar than we are different. I think it would bridge a lot of of a lot of gaps in across societies and cultures. I think that when we tell our story more, that the people that are brave souls that have kind of extreme stories, maybe they won't feel so alone. And and maybe people that have gone through a lot in their life will be believed more. You know, there's a lot going on, a lot of talk about, you know, believing survivors. Well, I think that we all can help survivors by sharing our stories and listening well to each other and supporting the healing process that all of us need to go through. Now, maybe... You haven't had an extreme story or a circumstance in your life or something like that, but I guarantee you that you have a friend, a co-worker, a neighbor, a parent, a sibling, a cousin, someone is close to you who has gone through a lot. And so today's podcast, I think, is a little bit for everyone. I want to kick it off today with a quote from El Pueblo. He's over on Instagram. He is a writer, thinker, poet, just absolutely beautiful, mindful work, and his quote is, two things that can't be rushed, your healing and your creativity. This has definitely been true for me. You know that I'm a pianist, so I'm kind of moving that creative space a little bit. And this podcast has been an amazing journey of creativity for me. And I am so grateful for how it is growing and the community that we are creating here. And I love that you all keep showing up. And I just want you to know that <laughs> While I'm gonna dive deep into some um, kind of heavy things that don't worry, this podcast is not my therapy. I have a therapist. <laughs> this is just me learning how to communicate really big ideas. Um, my healing is come a long way. I have a lot of scar tissue that I've had to kind of reopen and rework and that's been really difficult but now it's healing better. And I have a lot of listeners on my podcast around the world and you know I think like how can they relate to, this white girl in Southwest Virginia, you know, like we probably live very different lives, but I think that we're people. It doesn't matter where you live. People all go through the same thing. We all have, you know, an extreme relationship dynamics that we have to wade through. And so I hope that me sharing my story can encourage you to start to dig into yours. All right. So before we go all the way back to the beginning, I want to give you a little bit of context. Six years ago, I got married to Adam and before we got married, I was a bustling choir director and piano accompanist. I loved that work, but the system wasn't really meant for me. I'm not really a public school system kind of girl, and so we got married, and uh, right away, we had our daughter, Nora Day, and then I started my business with doTERRA, and my business with doTERRA truly is so much of who I am because I feel like I've kind of grown up with doTERRA because I was this young girl who didn't have a lot of great people skills. I'm pretty charismatic, but I was really lacking in some relational areas that I had to work through. And so it was, it's just been this journey of personal development and refining my leadership skills and really moving into my strengths of strategy and ideas and getting into my personal, you know, relationship strengths. And it's just been this amazing journey. And I credit a lot of doTERRA and my experience there with who I am. And of course, now it's our sole income and our business is what provides for my family. And I'm just incredibly grateful for my team and my leaders and all of my friends in doTERRA uh, because they have really just come around me and just offer me so much positive support. So it was while I was doing the business with doTERRA that I found the world of personal development. I, I never knew that people... Like real people actually read personal development books, but it really started to change me. The works of Brene Brown have completely changed my life. And if you don't know, Dare to Lead is now out, her new book. Woo! I started to listen to it on Audible, so be sure to get it and we can talk about it. I'm so excited to work my way through it. Okay, that was an aside. <laughs> anyway, so I have this business. I start having my children. I'm, you know, really settling into my adult life, and I'm noticing that. Things are starting to kind of trigger me a little bit, you know, normal situations or conversations are starting to cause a visceral response. And I'm having some, some conflict, um, with my mother and I'm like, why does this stuff keep coming up? Even some things with my children, like if they would be crying, I would have almost like this, gosh, like short circuit in my brain. Like it, it would feel like, and if anyone's in the mental health world, you know that that is a sure sign. Of an emotional trigger. And emotional triggers usually come from some kind of past trauma. And so I started to be like, wow, something's not right. I realized that I kept attracting people in my life that were just taking, taking, taking all of my energy, my time, my focus, and they were just draining the life out of me. They were not healthy relationships. They would, you know, slash and burn. They'd come in, they'd take, and then they would just leave. And I'd be like, why are these people? Keep coming into my life, like, you know, at some point, if you have a pattern that keeps repeating in your life, at some point, it's not everyone else. At some point, you have to realize it's something in me that is bringing this pattern about. Okay. So I started to realize that I had a little bit of a break in my business. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to go get some counseling because I'm having these patterns happen in my life and I need to figure it out because this is not healthy for my marriage. It's not healthy for my business. This is not healthy for me as a person. I can't be constantly drained like this. So I sought a counselor. Now, this woman is incredibly wise. She is incredibly qualified and experienced and... One of the first exercises that she had me do was write out my life story. And I thought, write out my life story? I just want to know why I keep having these takers in my life. So I start to write out my life story. And I realized that it's a little harder than I expected. And I started having all these big emotions. And some things that I hadn't remembered in a long time were starting to surface. And I'm going to take a little pause and tell you there's a lot of... Portions of my life where the memories are really fuzzy. There's also portions of my life where I don't really have a lot of clear memories. And if I would start to talk about it, it would just feel kind of difficult to describe um, just because things aren't very clear. And again, that's another sign that things aren't right, okay? Unless you have, like, a physical problem that's causing you to have a bad memory, like, it's not normal to not be able to remember parts of your life. You know, I'm not talking about what you wore on January 2nd of 1995. I'm talking about, like, actual times and stories and conversations in your life. Well, then I take my life story to my counselor, and she starts reading it line by line and wow that became heavy and hard really fast and she was kind of sidelined because she wasn't expecting what was going to hit her (laughs) with my life story and we realized that we had a lot of bigger things so I've been talking to her for over a year and a half and we still have not gotten to what I originally wanted to talk to her about (laughs) so anyway I want to give you some insight some actual bits that you can take away from my story instead of being so vague. So I grew up in rural Michigan. I have an older brother and a sister. My dad worked in a factory. He's a pretty simple guy. Um, He's a musician, pretty well liked by everyone. But there was a lot of stuff that happened in his childhood, in his life, that really never got any help about. So um, he just didn't have a lot of tools for dealing with um, deep things. Music was definitely his escape. And on the flip side of it, my mother, a very resourceful woman, very, very intelligent woman, she homeschooled us. But unfortunately, um, I believe that my mother has dealt with considerable uh, trauma and mental illness for most of her life. And now being able to look back as an adult and talking with some people, um, I think that probably when I was born she went through an incredible amount of postpartum depression. And I think that it t- kind of created a spiral of mental illness for her. And it's just a part of my story. And it, you know, things were um a little hairy when I was growing up. But overall, okay, because the thing is, like, it's a normal, whatever you grow up in, Whatever is in that family space, good or bad, it's it's normal to you. So I didn't have a lot of, you know, north star of what wasn't okay and what was okay. And that's a key part of telling your story. You need to tell parts about your life so people can be like, hmm, tell me more about that. Oh, that doesn't sound exactly right, Leah. You know, like, you need someone to help point out your blind spots. And that's why you need to tell your story. So fast forward a little bit to 1998. um. Basically, uh, some bad things happened, and my mom pretty much started to have, I think, a mental breakdown. She was just done with her life. And there was a friend who was going through a similar hard time, and she ended up moving in with us. So you'll hear me refer to her as my aunt in the story. Anyway, so um, some bad stuff happened between my parents. And I'm just going to say, like, there is not a bad, bad guy in this story. I don't want you to think that, you know... I'm trying to make anyone out to be a bad person. This is just simply my story. Like I'm just, I'm just telling it. I can't go back and change it. I just need you to know about it because I think that there's a lot of things to pull from it. So some really hairy situations happened in that beginning of the year, and my mom just decided she was absolutely done. She pretty much um, alienated my brother and my sister, kicked them out of the house, and but she was telling me a very different story than than what was actually happening. And one day she came to me and said that she was leaving, that I could come with her or I could stay. Now at this point, my relationship with my dad was very strained because a lot of dramatic things were happening. I was confused. I was scared. He was he was moved out of the house at this point. My siblings were gone. So I was kind of isolated. And I was just listening to whatever she was saying. And I didn't know that she had mental issues. You know, she's my mom. She's someone that I cared the world about. So she told me that she was leaving and that I could come with her or stay. I didn't know if that I didn't know what that meant I didn't know that it means that I would never see my family again and so I told her that I would go with her because I was an 11 year old and I didn't know basically we packed up our van and the three of us left and I had a bag of clothes and a box of my you know whatever I grabbed as an 11 year old for my life and we went on the road and we left and I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it what it is you know she might have wanted to leave my dad but she abandoned my brother and my sister she abandoned them and that, that is a piece of my story that holds incredible grief. I was 11. My brother was about to turn 16, and my sister was about 18 or 19 at the time. It's one thing to be done with your marriage, but it's another thing to destroy your family in the midst of it. And now she will tell a very different story because that's what mental illness does. It makes you come up with a story that justifies what you do. Okay, Um, the fact of the matter is that there was a ton of destruction. Uh, here I am riding in a van, riding around the country for two weeks. We were homeless. We somehow ended up in Virginia. Mom gets a job, and we're just hardly making it. And one thing that is a pattern that I've had to break out of my life is the story that she was saying was that my dad was basically a psycho abuser and that he was going to take me away from her if he found us. And that he didn't love me and that um, he was just going to use me to get back at her. So that was a very scary story to experience as a child. And so we pretty much kind of lived in this shroud of hiding. And because of the shroud of hiding, like, really I learned how to, to be in a situation but not be seen. I learned how to talk to someone and ask questions but then never learn anything about myself. I learned how to be a master of disguise of, um, being okay to the people around us. Another negative issue that came up is, um, I was not able to process the incredible grief and trauma that I experienced as an 11 year old going through just the complete uproot and, you know, decimation of my family. And so I think now looking back that I dealt with some intense depression. And because of the state of things, like I could not, I could not healthily express how I was feeling. And when I would express sadness or confusion or frustration, normal things, it was very much twisted. It was twisted into a story of, you know, spiritual inadequacies and, you know, prayed out of me. And it was just very, very negative. So as I'm telling Kind of my experience to my counselor, you know, she basically says that I have experienced what is called complex abuse for most of my life. A ton of emotional uh, manipulation, a lot of gaslighting, um, spiritual manipulation and control. Just very difficult. Um, Anytime something was given, it always came with a lot of conditions. So it was, you know, very, very touch and go. And another pattern is that people would come into our life and then at some point they would do or say something that would make my mom mad and then they would be completely cut out. So there was just a lot of isolations, you know, it was just confusing for me. Like, why can't, why don't people stay around? Like, why does this always happen? Why do we always have these conflicts with people? Why can't we have like meaningful relationships? And now I look back and I know that that is another sign of things not being right. And so what spurred all this on for me, besides thinking I needed to go to a counselor because I kept attracting negative people into my life, was after I had my son, I was holding him and I was looking at my daughter and they're about the same years apart as my siblings are. And I looked at them and I held them and I thought, Gosh, what could ever happen that would make me walk away from them, thinking about my mom? And I couldn't think of anything. I came up with a lot of scenarios in my head. I came up with a lot of crazy stories. And I thought, the last question of the story would be, would I be able to walk away from them? Would I be able to never talk to them again? And the answer is, no way. There is nothing, nothing that they could ever do. Nothing that could ever happen that would make me walk away from my children. And that's when I realized that something wasn't right. So 30 years of my life, having such a strong voice is hard to break out of. And, you know, I gotta, I gotta I have to remind you, like, it was my normal. I didn't know that things were different, and I was completely isolated. I had no contact with any of my family for 20 years. No one. So I have an incredible amount of grief. I have an incredible amount of grief about time that was lost. The fact that I didn't get to see my siblings get married, that I wasn't around when their babies were born... That my grandmothers have since died since I left. Both of my grandfathers were passed away at the time. And, you know, we didn't see my grandmothers um, very much. And then when we left, I didn't see them again and they died. So I lost any opportunity to have a relationship with those important family bonds. So I have to deal with an incredible amount of, of grief about, like, why did this happen to me? How did this happen? And here's an important message. If you ever hear someone say that everything happens for a reason, you tell them to shut up. They don't know what they're talking about. People who are in the church that say, well, God lets everything happen for a reason. That's not true. What happens is we live in a fallen world and people make really bad choices And there are other people that have to deal with the consequences. My parents messed up. They screwed up. They should have gotten help. They should have gone to counseling. They should have dealt with their childhood trauma. They made a mess. It was too little, too late. But nonetheless, I don't even see how now, how actual work has been done to stop the patterns. And so that's what I'm here to do. I am here. I am going through the incredible difficult journey of therapy and counseling to unopen difficult layers of memories, to dig back into dark spaces, to dig back into time when I felt completely out of control, completely unwanted, completely unsupported, scared, completely rejected, all the feelings, and it's a dark place. But here's the thing. I looked at my two children and I said, if I can't do it for myself, I will do it for them. And so the point of telling your story is to find out where things got off the rails. And most likely, it's at the hands of someone else. Most likely, someone else caused your story to go off the rails. And then you kind of spiraled out out of place. And again, if this is not you then it's someone else that you know, and you can be a voice for them in their life. An anchor, a guiding light, a north star to help believe in them to get back to where they need to be. And so for me, it is about breaking patterns. You know, there there are some train wreck of mothers in, in my line. My grandmothers, they were a mess too. And I say that this stops with me, that I am willing to go through the muck to go through the shit that my parents left for my brother and my sister and I and I'm willing to take back my story I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay silent in the shadows for fear of what my mom will think I know that she's probably listening to the podcast and freaking out I'm not going to continue to be quiet because of what people might think about me and how they might judge me or look at me it's important to step out and say this happened it doesn't define me I'm moving through it but I'm breaking the patterns I'm taking responsibility for my life I'm taking responsibility for my family I'm taking responsibility for my future and that's what my story is about it's about taking a whole bunch of rocks that were thrown at a glass house And saying, what do I do with all of these rocks? What do I do with all of these pieces that are broken? I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with them. But I'm going to figure it out. Sometimes things have to get a lot worse. Sometimes things have to feel really hard and really bad. Before you get to that breakthrough. I don't really know if I'm quite at that breakthrough yet. But there has been a process of healing. There's a lot of great parts of this story. And there's even more difficult ones. And... I'm excited to be able to tell you about this because even though my life feels like a dang lifetime movie I think that there is going to be something really beautiful on either side something that I want to speak to really directly I'll probably do a whole episode on it Um, but I was raised in the church and the church does a really horrible job with mental illness either they completely ignore it or they basically just say pray about it and I'm all about praying about things but if you are dealing with any kind of mental illness you must seek the help of a counselor if you know someone that is dealing with mental illness send them to the correct professional for help This is nothing that needs to be swept under the rug or ignored. Another thing that I want to say is I think it would have been really easy for me to completely rebel from my faith. You know, a lot of what my mom did was in the name of the Lord. And so I could have a very skewed and messed up view of God. But somehow I feel like even out of the midst of this that the Lord is that anchor for me. Somehow I do have a true relationship with him and I still have more more faith in him than I ever have. And I want to speak to that because I think a lot of people go through hard times and they rebel from their spiritual faith and they turn away from and they blame God for things. But here's the thing. The God that I believe in is bigger than mental illness. And so if I am going to have who I believe in be defined in the box by people who are really messed up then that's on me that doesn't even make sense he's bigger than that they did a really really crappy job of showing me who he is and so I just want to I just want to mention about that um, because that's a really that's a really key part so I hope that you will stick with me because it's not always going to be this heavy but I just think it's important for you to know that (laughs) For 20 years, I had no contact with my family. And I want to tell you some good news. I've reached back out to them. And I'm building the bridges. It has not been easy. Even though I've been going through all of this, somehow I've still been able to keep moving the needle forward in my life. It has not entirely derailed me. Some areas of my life I've had to slow down in. Some areas of my life I've had to learn where to find rest to be able to process. And it's not that I've been perfect at it, but I just want you to know that going through the deep, hard work of therapy, your life doesn't have to completely stop to do it. So I just want to encourage you in that. So I hope that you feel inspired to tell someone your story or to listen to someone else's. Don't want you to think that every time you turn on the small of podcast, it's some heavy, heavy topic. I want you to know that we're still gonna stick to the format. I've got some stuff that I love, and I have a really fun birthday giveaway for you if you are listening to this in October of 2018. So, first up is my birthday giveaway from October 15th through the end of the month of 2018. You can sign up to win my birthday bundle giveaway. I'm super excited about it. Basically, I just put together some gifts that I would like to receive because gifts and quality time are my love language. So I think of my podcast as my quality time and gifts and prizes as my love language. So what we have in here is... If you've been on Instagram, you've probably seen that adorable four things tote bag where there's like four items in block letters on a plain canvas bag. And so I've got a four things tote bag. It says oils, podcasts, enneagrams, small queendom. So you get some swag there. I have a lemon, lavender, and peppermint essential oils by doTERRA. I'm giving away in a sweet little box. An awesome water bottle because, you know, hashtag Hydration. Uh, a Rifle Paper Company gift card. I love Rifle Rifle Paper Company. Oh my gosh, they have the sweetest stuff. I just could buy it all. If you ever need a gift for me, just buy me some Rifle Paper Company. Thank you very much. And then finally, one of my favorite books. And this is going to kind of segue into what I wanted to talk about. One of my favorite books I'm giving away, Everybody Always by Bob Goff. The tagline of that is Becoming Love in a World Full of Setbacks and Difficult People. I swear if that doesn't fit my story, I don't know what does. So I'm excited to be able to give away this bundle All you need to do is click on the show notes in this episode. And to uh, win the giveaway, all you have to do is sign up for my Detox Your Life email series. Everyone that is signed up in my Detox Your Life email series will be entered to win. So that's all you need to do. And if you want to share the link with someone, they just need to sign up for the email series and they will be entered to win my birthday giveaway. So let me tell you about Everybody Always. I did a book review over on the blog, smallqueendom.com slash always about this book. It's by Bob Goff. I listened to it on Audible, but I also have the uh, paperback form of it because hashtag all the highlighting that needs to happen. Bob is just a tremendous storyteller and he has this effervescence and this childlike joy and he just makes something as simple as love just be uncomplicated now it's not easy but it's pretty uncomplicated so he uses just these amazing stories that have happened in his life and how he's focused on becoming love to people just whoever's in front of him and it's just remarkable you'll find yourself laughing out loud and you will find yourself probably ugly crying his story is tremendous especially um, his work as the Republic of Uganda's ambassador to the United States. Yes, he is their ambassador to the United States. And he has done just amazing um, work partnering with that government in bringing down witch doctors um, and the horrible things that they do in that country. He's helping them um, find a solution to uh, work through what has been just a, a cultural um, issue. He's actually an attorney, so he's able to help them with a lot of legal things. It's just so wonderful, the work that he's doing. So be sure to check out everybody always. And if you get lucky, you might just win it in my birthday giveaway. So click on the link in the show notes to sign up. i have for today i uh, know right that's all That was a little bit much it won't always be like this i promise i wanted to give you some context for my life listen go tell your story and go listen to someone's story all right that's all i have for you until next time bye